Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Welcome back to Amateur Attempts. Yes. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for that <laughs> info. <laughs> so uh, we're back with... Uh, Tanny Winch. Tanny Winch. I wanted to take edits. a moment to acknowledge our bad name, Dylan, okay? Tanny Winch. Yes. It's and a day. Particularly, this is our 19th? 900th. I think it's our 19th. But I could be wrong. It could be 12th. We're, we're losing track of time as it is. What, so is, just, what is a day? Let's just. Uh, what is a day? What is a week? Oh, 20th. Honestly? Wait, wait. Woo! Woo! No, 20th. 19th, 19th, oh. 19th. Woo! Wow. Okay, back at it. Wow, wow. A little cock tease there, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Slut. Okay. Wow. Continue on. Wow. Speaking of sluts, dodge. There's Talk tension. There's him. tension in the physical air. Yes. Yes. Do you like? <laughs> Speaking of dodge, <laughs> dodge the question. <laughs> okay. Do you do you like going to Vegas just to go to the Golden Nugget? Absolutely. Do you go to those five dollar buffets at strip clubs because you get to see Wendy as well as a little bit of Wendy's legs? And you bring a grocery bag with you, right? Exactly. And you well, we fill got the that car for up. you, Dodge. Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my brand new Dodge. <laughs> so, anyway, so this episode is focused on interesting EV news. Mainly, it's gonna be about Dodge. So. Uh, what was the news that you learned, Dylan, initially that sparked this? Yes, yes. So I was reading a motor article that's saying that the Dodge Challenger and Charger are going to be no more. Um, Specifically the platforms yes. that exist that they sell so, right now. Yeah. So it was interesting, which I'm curious about because, uh, I mean, the platforms all go away, but they also kind of hinted at potentially the names. I'm not really sure how it's going to work, though. But we'll see. So, But the reason being is because... This planet's getting a hot. So, um, you know, sorry, I had to make a joke. Good old, uh, we'll talk about weather later news for you. But um, it's hot. yeah, so uh, this is all an attempt to, uh, you know, most American companies as well as other national companies are just trying to create more EV fleets in response to climate change, and it makes sense. But yeah, so this is going to be Dodge's approach. Um, their goal is by 2024 to essentially make their lineup electric. Um, there has it seems like there's no real straightforward plan as to exactly how it's going to look. We've only been hinted at with photos, mm. and it's there's nothing about range or anything like that. But all we know for sure is that the Challenger and the Charger will be gone, um, or at least we should say their names might not be gone, but the platform they're currently on will be no longer existing. Which, it's which are uh, V8, mainly V8 rear wheel drive heavy sedans and coupes. There's yeah. two American classic vehicles per se. Will will be dead. Yep, and that is going to leave the Durango, and of course that's gas, so that's going to be dead. So that's going to leave nothing, and they're going to have to reinvent everything. Yep. So how do we? Um, I guess our question is, how do we think this is going to happen? Uh, I do want to preface what we, what we say. Of course, Dylan said not much info. They're going to announce that in a couple months, and probably sometime early mid next year, will be kind of details about some solid models. They mentioned there's going to be some. There's going to be something muscly. Um, that's going to be true. They're going to be some kind of e-muscle car. Whether they bring back those nameplates for those, we kind of joked around. It'd be like an e-charger, e-challenger, but we'll see. Um, some kind of muscle car, maybe they'll bring back... Uh, or like the Dodge Challenged. Yeah. <laughs> the Dodge e-challenge. Challenge-y. <laughs> the Dodge-y. Anyway. Or just the Dodge Charge. They just take off the R. Welcome to the e-dodge. We avoided the question. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. So basically, Dodge is owned, just sum it up, Dodge is owned by a company called Stellantis. It's a mm-hmm. mega conglomerate of many brands, Italian and French. You got Fiat, Ferrari, uh, Abarth, P- uh, Peugeot, things like that. And so that includes Dodge's under uh, FCA, which they bought. So that is going to be um, Chrysler, Jeep, things of things of that nature. So th- that those kind of collective brands, they're owned by them. And I'm guessing their plan, just to preface this, is that because each company basically has its own CEO and they all, there's a CEO of Stellantis, they all have their own pathways, but basically, yeah, they're going to share costs by sharing platforms and technology because, yeah, fuck Dodge trying to reinvent their own EV from the ground up with yeah, throwing no, their own no technology, right? So there's going to be like, oh, well, we have this battery pack system and this motor and inverter system and all that, right? So I imagine they're going to share platforms. There'll probably be something similar to a Chrysler and a Jeep platform for an SUV or something, right? We'll see. But um, that's the only way I think they can make something um, notable. But you don't have much hope, Dylan. No. All right. Thanks for listening. And that is... <laughs> so, well, my, my reasons are because I... It's interesting. So Stellantis that owns Chrysler, right? I mean, most of their companies, the other ones that they own, are European-based. And I think the main difference between, let's say, European-based market as well as the United States market, people from the U.S. seem to like the whole idea of an old-school muscle car, which is it, you know what I mean? Like, is it really feasible Mm long-term? And that's why Dodge has been so behind in terms of any real... Not only just performance, but efficiency. Because it's one thing to have performance, right? You know, they have the scat packs and the Hellcats, but those are like dinosaurs in terms of actual technology development. The way I've put, yeah. So I, I read a fun fact real quick. So their biggest sellers, I think they've sold more Chargers this year than they've had in many previous years. And it's mainly just due to packages. Yeah. So scat packs and SRT and, um, the, is, is the Bumblebee one the scat pack? I forget what it is. Uh, it's weird. So it was a separate package. The Hornet, whatever point, it is. And then they changed it. Basically, they made it into the scat pack. So they make so, these little like sub ones. They yes. even have new versions of like demons and stuff. I forget. They got like, you know, these things that are basically just profit machines. Yep. So they come out with these packages. That's how they're making their money. Uh, continue. So uh, either way. Yeah. So the problem is. It's one thing to have high performance numbers as a benchmark, right? If, you, if that's, I guess, uh, what you're going for. But. When everything else like falls off in terms of let's say reliability or other terms of other categories of efficiency, it's like, well, did you actually really make a benchmark of a performance car, or are you just basically fine to something that already existed in terms of an idea? That's really what Dodge has been doing. They've been taking their their known market and just basically really finessing what their market or at least what their target market is, and it works, but. For what's going on with the climate and the environment, it's not going to work for forever. Mm. You can't be rolling around if a Dodge Challenger that gets like six miles to the gallon. Right. So, so we so, did, we we got out of the 1970s for a reason. Yeah. So <laughs> getting double digits, boys. Because for example, right, and it just shows you like you can still have performance, but still get you know impressive gas miles. Like we were talking about the other day. This is not going too. I'm talking about but like the GTR. The new one's going to be a hybrid, apparently. Now, I'm curious to see how it's going to look. But even the standard gas one right now still gets 18 city, and I think it's 23 highway, which is a great, but still a very heavy coupe, all-wheel drive performance beast. Still has like 500-something horsepower. Mm. So it's actually quicker than some of these Dodge products, but it shows you that's not like powerful, but it's efficient in in, in some way. So Higher it's technology. Like, right? So that's the thing. Dodge has only been investing basically in the idea of I go fast in a straight line. Right. 
They're aiming for the gentlemen that need that Viagra pill. It's just the thing is, those pills don't work, just like the cars. So, well, that's a good pun. I like that. That's, so <laughs> the pills don't work, just like a Dodge. Ah, oh, demon. <laughs> a few leaks. Okay. Um. So, um, continuing on. So the problem is they're gonna have to advance past that, and mm. you know that's the thing. They're running out of pills real quick. If you catch my drift. So, what I do you do? Didn't know about the Viagra turn. Did not know about that. Right? I like that. I like this sporadic shooting of ideas. Okay, literally. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Pun intended. So, um, so point is, it's a question of how they're going to implement an EV platform because they already started with Jeep, and it seems promising. So, but the question is, how's it going to translate to their cars? Because the problem is, with the platforms, if they actually get rid of the names, which they are kind of suggesting, the Charger and the Challenger. That's all really, I guess, Dodge is kind of known for in terms of performance cars. So to get rid of those names and try to place with maybe older names, still would it really... I don't know. To me, it doesn't make sense. I'm not sure how mm. they're going to be able to like properly not only create new platforms because their technology is pretty archaic and their facilities aren't really designed to handle any EV production. Mm. But also, the cars themselves, these frames are like super old. Yeah. <laughs> like They so- were basically from the 90s, practically. So, this so kept getting reamped. Huh? So, let's look at a Frankenstein it somehow. Yeah. So, Dylan's take is, you know, helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, it's a good point. So, I think the interesting thing, like you mentioned, is what is what is Dodge about? What do people think when they think about Dodge, right? Yeah. They think V8, loud, performance, cheap. Yes. Right? And even though some of their packages are pretty expensive, you know, they're approaching 100K, you're getting more than a hundred k like performance car with some lacking features that people can accept for them. You know, shitty shittiest interior or you know swallowy handling, but you know this thing will fucking go crazy fast. You know, a demon, right? But of course they're paying for it, but they see the performance there. So that's like that's their niche, right? Yep. So if they get rid of these platforms, which have paid for themselves, like you said, the 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 charger has. Some not, when they were kind of connected, they has some '90s Mercedes suspension parts in it, right? And yep. it works for it. People think it's fine, but they're like, "This is fine because this car is good enough for the money I paid for it." Mm-hmm. And with all the incentives and shit, like they're relatively cheap. You can get, I think you can get what an SRT for like forty or fifty k. Well, a regular SRT, like a Challenger SRT8, you know, just the Hemi. You know, it's kind of weird though. I don't think they even do the regular. That's why they have the Scat Facts now. So I think the SRT8, the one you're referring to, I think that designation ended sometime in like 2014 or 15. Because I've seen some that just say scat. so. Like those so, are the older ones. So my okay. saying the newer ones is basically you have the Scat Pack. So it's XXT or whatever. Then you have I don't Isn't remember the, what the, the base V8 base is. is the GT with well, the base is a V6. Yeah. So bus XX or whatever, which is the V6. And then there's mm. the, I think the GT, which is the V8. Then they have the Scat Pack, which is also another Hemi, but it's a bigger Hemi. And right. then they have the Hell. Sorry, then they have the Hellcat, and then they have the Demon. Right. Which they and don't really make any more. Anyway, so to so. get a V8 with like about 400 horsepower. Yeah. What it's like 40, 40 something. I've seen incentives. I've seen them as low as 28. Okay, so that's but pretty that's good. A, that's a base. You got cloth seats. You got a manual yeah. transmission. Like it's pretty basic. But, but yeah, you got a V eight. You got a V eight. Yeah, right. So, so you that, got the three ninety eight. I think it's not. It's not the four. Whatever the fuck they call it. But yeah, three ninety two. I don't remember. Yeah, so it's okay. three ninety two. Yeah. So you're getting like something like if you think about it, if it, what you're looking for is like V eight, go fast, four door sedan, still probably comfortable. You're getting a decent beefy boy. Right. 
And of course, so that's going to go away. So those platforms are paid for, you know, the tooling, everything has existed forever. Yep. That's going to die. And the Durango is going to die. That's old. Everything is old. Everything at this point is pretty much like a 10-year-old, um, give or take, adding addition um, engineering from previous models, like 10 plus years old. Like So they're by far gone. Yep. They probably had two generations of Camry go through whilst they're still using the same one. Yep. Um, and so what they're going to have to do now is come out with something new, right? And what I'm curious about is Dodge's basically performance for money, right? So are yep. they going to either take a hit on profit or, you know, are they going to have the capability to engineer high-performance EVs? Because it's not technically hard to make an EV fast, right? You can mm-hmm. put motors in it like you can do it. Ford did it, right? Yeah. But there's so many teething problems and issues that Ford, Volkswagen have had. And Ford's has been relatively successful. Like it's done well and their launch was like, okay, like the vehicle's out there and people are pretty happy with it. And even before Dodge comes out with this, they have a hilarious reputation for reliability, right? Yeah. But just like, yeah, I mean, the V8's going, but Chicane ain't moving. Right. <laughs> so they have, and what they've did, which is funny, is they, they're, they're Hemi, like, okay, we can make Hemi. We've got that down. It's relatively reliable, especially the lazier ones. And they use a ZF transmission. So they're not making their own transmission. Bam and bam. So now they're going to cop. They have Stellantis has a collection of not reliable brands, which is interesting, like Fiat, <laughs> Fiat, Peugeot. I mean, the French brands are so-so. Maserati. Yeah, like they have all these brands that aren't known for making like high, high volume, super reliable. Alpha things. E Romero. Alpha <laughs> E Romeo. So this is going to be an interesting challenge because they have to make something that's actually worthy of being bought. And also make money off of it. Yeah. And EV, making an EV from scratch is expensive as fuck. Like, companies are realizing how ridiculously expensive it is because, like, that platform coming out with the battery technology and fighting for batteries well, with other manufacturers is expensive. I'm going to say, take that back. I I think for a while they've probably actually known how much, how expensive it is. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's more the question of was it worth it at the time. Mm. I know for a fact Ford had they've already played of EVs before they just never mass produced them. Mm. Do you want to know? I want to know a so, fun, fun, fun fact. So yes. originally the Mach E was supposed to be just another Focus electric. Mm. So basically a phone-in electric car, like some garbage. Yep, yep. And the CEO was like, "This is a joke. We need to do something." <laughs> so he threw stupid budget at it. Yeah. To make a competitive car, and look what we have money, right? Yeah. So Dodge isn't cash full. Um. But it's interesting to see. Anyway, yeah. What's your take? Well, that's what I was saying earlier. In terms of, I think they said other companies have recognized like the potential. Even the question is like, was it going to work for their product? Mm. You know what I mean? Because even for example, right? We'd look at other companies like, for example, Volkswagen. If you go to their sub brands like Audi, right? Audi's been killing it in terms of you know design overall. Mm-hmm. And you know, with how much they've been selling, they could probably justify if they wanted to making an all-electric vehicle, and they did, right? Mm-hmm. But technically, I mean, I would say they've been killing it since, I don't know, maybe like 2010, give or take, because that's when it was mm-hmm. like the B4 platform, for at least the A4. I don't know about the other models, but point is, Audi's not really that old of a brand, right? They've only been around, well, technically, they've been around for a long time, but in terms of them being owned by Volkswagen, they've only been yeah. around for like... A large, successful... Yeah, complex company. Yeah. So, um, but the point is, the reason I bring that up is because, for example, right, in the 80s, pure garbage. 90s, pure garbage. Early 2000s, okay, we're getting a semi here, okay? <laughs> we're getting in the 2010s, we got a hard-on. 
We're at 2020, 2021. We're taking those pills at the 7-Eleven that says Rhino XL XLT. You're probably going to have a heart attack, but the point is you have a rager that's good for five days. That's right. where we're at right now. Whether you have honeys that are good for five days is another question. So point is, we went from semi to full on, it's about to pop off your body in roughly three decades. It's going to decades. leave your physical being. Yeah, so in roughly three decades, right? While other brands, like Ford, for example, I mean, they've technically had the technology and the power to do like the Ford Mach-E for a while. They just refused to because of their market. Mm-hmm. And I get it. So, But the point is, like, for example, Audi, right? They have the technology, they have the means, but they also have other companies that they share with, like Porsche and Volkswagen. So for them, for them, when they made their e-tron and everything, it was almost like a piece of cake. It's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom, here you go. We can shit one out if we want yeah, to. They, Dodge was, does not yeah. have the luxury. So I'm not yeah. sure how they're going to really, so you know. What, what an interesting um, kind of parallel is, though, obviously. So Audi is owned by a bigger company. Yeah. And obviously... The way Volkswagen works is they have their their highest brands will come out with the most advanced technology. Yeah. And of course they charge people up the hoo ha, yeah. Porsche, and um, you know they come out with these advanced things that are like really well regarded and engineered, and then it trickles down, right? Yeah. So now Volkswagens currently have basically trickled down infotainments and like gauge clusters of you know the digital gauge cluster. Yep. It's Audi, but not quite Audi, right? Yep. So that technology came down, and so it's funny Stellantis doesn't quite have that where they have that luxury engineering because basically audi well i'm sure they got the green light and they realized the competition because basically tesla is beating the german car makers in their own country yeah. for that segment right yep and so they're like well we need to invest and in engineer in coming out with an ev and so they did that so it may not even have made its money back or it could have you know but it's not exactly like a smash Tesla success, but, but, it's, it's, but it's, the it's, it's the beginnings. Yes. Beginning yep. steps of, okay, here's our platform beginnings. We're going to move upwards. Whereas, I mean, the French do have some desirable electric vehicles. Mm. They do like in Europe, they have especially smaller ones, but of course America doesn't want small EVs. They don't want small anything they want. <laughs> so how's that going to translate? They have to make long range capable vehicles that are roomy, probably have the ability to tow and perform. And not explode. Yeah. So Dodge is like, all right, boys, let's get going. <laughs> Give us 10 years. So I'm. it's possible because with Stellantis, you just have like so many more teams of people that can engineer things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they've been around, they bought them, what, a year ago, two years ago? And they're still not really integrated. Like the companies are still pretty separate. They're still in that process. So if they're smart about it, it could go well. Whether we think they'll be smart about it is another question. Um, we think that's kind of the, the question at hand is, can they use these resources to make something good or will they kind of piss it away with all of this like infighting and well, misdirection? I'll answer your question. But I also got a quick joke. So speaking of Persia, <laughs> some of Here's those the joke. other. Dodge. Um, well, so speaking of those other, which kind of ties into where I think it's going to go. So with Persia, some of those brands, right, they could easily borrow some of those modules they already have or platforms and then build a body off of it, almost like old school coach building. So they could technically make maybe a Challenger, right, with whatever EV technology is available from another one of these uh, companies, right? Mm -hmm. But can you imagine your average American uh, Midwestern person, right, just looking at these frame? He's like, "What? What's that?" Is he's a little French frag? You know, just like on the bottom of it. And he's like, curse you, Biden! (laughs) You fucking commie! Exactly. (laughs) Wait a minute, what? Oh man, they just just, you just have this. They put an American sticker over it. Right, American flag sticker. But you imagine they just forget yeah. a few. They used like a news report. It's like Channel Five at noon. 
<laughs> Good evening. We have a bunch of Dodge Challengers lit on fire. Just the t- it's just off gonna titles. They're just going to spray paint, <laughs> get out of here, Brandon. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, that would be funny. Of course, yeah, like, Do- <laughs> it's interesting, though, because we're in California, and we see a shit ton of Chargers. And then it's vice versa. So you go to France, like, oh, you have a Dodge Challenger. Challenger. Oh, <laughs> oh, sexy Americano. Oh, oh can't afford the gas. <laughs> so, that's so interesting. Here. But, yeah, so to answer your question, mm. so they either have to probably, to actually make it work, they'd have to borrow platforms that already exist from the Stolellis group, and that's if they even work, honestly. Mm. And I guess how would that even look? Because we talked about this before, too, with how – the perception of brands are also weird because, for example, a lot of people don't think Tesla's America, or at least from the United States. It's like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. That's a pretty quick Google search right there yeah. to like find out. Yeah, it's from the U.S., but so, okay. Yeah, so I guess we were talked about this. I'm going to go into it a little bit. So there was that gaffe with Biden was basically visited GM and he, he drove around in the new GMC Hummer, right? Uh, the EV and he was like praising it and praising Mary the CEO and all that saying this is the future and all that and it's funny because so the American brands are currently especially forming Ford has obviously has has a good start and a good path and GM has I think a good path too because they've developed their different packages for like motor sizes and stuff that I think I've talked to you before about that so they have like plans for when we make this set of models yeah. There's a plan in place that they're developing, right? They're on they're on the road to get competitive models, like Ford has. Um, but um, obviously, Biden kind of ignored the fact that a company has uh, created the segment itself. Yeah. Ten years ago, pretty much to make a desirable EV, and the fact that Tesla is more American than any of these American brands is, you know, is beyond me that that's not recognized. But that kind of shows you the, you know, the lobbying and arm pulling. That goes on to where that's the narrative, right? So yep. it's weird because I, I keep thinking like people will buy vehicles that are good, right? Whether they think good is this looks good and has the things in it or uh, like, for example, a RAV4 Prime. One dealer was marking it up $40,000. So it's a $90,000 RAV4 Prime. I don't think anyone's going to buy it, but people realize that this package is like great, right? So Toyota hit a home run. Yeah. And so that's getting by far the most sales. So with the American brands, right, people, I think there's some, there's some of that brand's loyalty, mm. right? There's some of it is also some of their products are good, right? Especially initially, like some Chevy vehicles appear to be good, like the Equinox and things like that, whether someone should buy one. Until you question. buy, until you drive your blue Volt for a few weeks and all of a sudden, battery failure! <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, it's fun fact. Like, <laughs> oh, right. They're like, Sorry, I had to get that my box getting there. No, but to be fair, uh, that's the weird thing about new cars too. Honestly, you never you you're not really sure what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. in theory, new cars are the most reliable they've ever been, but I guess to what extent? Because right. for example, as much as I love, I'm an Audi fanboy. I highly doubt the whole virtual cockpit thing is gonna last. I give it maybe a, to a few good years, and all of a sudden you have this like just like on the whole because they're pretty long. Some of these screens, they just it just says maintenance or like. Okay, where's most of my gauge? It's like maintenance. It's like, oh shit. Just a little puff of smoke out the AC vent. <laughs> right? Right? And it's like, okay. And then you got to rip off the whole dashboard just to get mm-hmm. to maybe a module. So you know? it is going to be, so that's going to be an interesting thing of note because Dodge does not have a great history with electronics. Like, I think, to be fair, there are people that are happy with them. And for the most part, like, their, their drivetrain related stuff is fine. 
mm-hmm. like you know the V8 transmission, like it'll get you going and stuff. But they have issues with all this other stuff, especially in the older platforms that they have, trying to shove that shit in there. All these new technologies for a car that was designed 15 years ago. Yeah. So you know that is where the issues lie. All these modules and shit that break, and they're like, no airbags for well, you. Well, let's about Brand Loyalty though. People sometimes people just don't care. Right. It's like people who literally, I mean. I like Porsche, right? But I don't think they're like technologically advanced to the point where you should maybe buy one every four years. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because the technology has changed that much, you know? Yeah. And they all the 911s also look pretty alike. So I, I, it's it's just weird to think people like every few years they buy a new just because they can. How dare you and insult just, that man's Cayman? I mean, I mean, Boxster. Yeah. So. I hope it's a Boxster. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's like, or for example, like some of those older men that's just like, you can tell that. It's a chore for them to get out of that car because it's too low. Like it's you literally see their like, beard gut popping out. They're willing to like pop another hip bone just so that they can look cool. Still, mm. it's the same thing with the Dodge Challenger. They still remember those days back in high school when Betty Crocker was hot. Damn! Wow, Dylan. <laughs> was she younger in the old? Whatever packaging? gets their giblets going, whatever. So you at do some you, point, Betty Crocker didn't have gray hair. So trying to think of a, a female example, keep things you know like equal here. And Jemima? Sure. Okay. We're going that <laughs> right. We're going the food. You've been Betty Crocker. <laughs> uh, but you mean you mean Betty White? Okay. You want to go older? Sure. There you go. There you go. Those are the we went days, ultimate. but all right. Betty White Challenger. Betty White <laughs> Challenger. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, but. So, I mean, do? I'm, I'm, I like, it doesn't affect us whether they succeed or fail. So, I'm interested to see if they can do a value proposition where the vehicle like meets the criteria that make people want it and they can compete in price. Cause I think Dodge was always a little bit price conscious with their vehicles. Yeah. And that's, that's why true. they continued. Cause they're like, well, this thing works and we make profit and we can keep selling at a lower price. So now that they have to start afresh and work with other companies, because obviously not all the other brands are going to want to do like either a large sedan again or a really big SUV that's electric. You know, so the, you know, sedans are going to be specific. And I don't think Dodge is going to do another small sedan because our last one didn't do that well. The Dart, yeah, it was it was, okay. it was an okay product, but it didn't, you know, it didn't compete. It didn't compete at that high level. So, um, it's just interesting because their segments that they're in, to, to I guess the preface, are kind of unique in a way. Like the value orientated large American sedan doesn't really exist. Yeah, not anymore. Especially a yeah. real wheel drive powerful one like the Chevy SS is gone. Um, Taurus is gone, so it's like okay, well, they're only so they can make a niche in that way. So now that they don't have a niche, and it's going to electric, where they're going to compete with other electric cars. Yeah, yet, yet to see how it goes. We will see. Yeah. Well, to wrap it up, though, do you want to give us Dodge's new e-tron statement? So yes, so this is remember when you think logos? of Dodge, think tear up the streets, not the planet. Speed of electronics, though. You save the planet because you can't leave the driveway because the car yep. broke. Think of all those, yeah, those trees you're saving by staying at home. And then there's that disclaimer and asterisks tearing up the street if you can leave the driveway. <laughs> Not responsible <laughs> for carbon monoxide and inhalation from tire smoke. Okay. Yeah. That's that's all <laughs> that works. disclaimer. Okay. I guess no. It it would just be what um, general carcinogens from the tires. Mm. Tire smoke. Anyway, yeah. So that would be it. We saved the planet, but we also smogged it. Well, give me this Dodge and it's electronics, and you got a big lithium battery. It's more like you tear up the streets because the car exploded. Wow. Tear up the streets by explosion, but save the planet. 
Save the planet. Die. <laughs> Boy. All right. I think that was it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they're gonna look like. Explosion or success. Yes. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening.